Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's the worst idea of all time. And welcome you to episode two of the worst idea of all time. My name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery. It's great to be here, Tim. How are you? I'm sleepy, man. <laughs> I'm real tired. It's quite late, and this movie is um, pretty long. It is. By anyone's standards. Yeah. I mean, what's the average length of a movie? Probably 90 minutes? Yeah. That's what That's your classic popcorn of. film yeah. length duration. They've got a whole 50 minutes worth of inflation to pump into this bloody coronary. I could make some um, positive suggestions, some constructive criticism on where they could have like made a few little light edits along the way. Yeah? Yeah. Like every second thing that Carrie says is redundant. <laughs> There's a lot of questions that get answered by herself that, you know, would be fine to be They left. lost confidence in the storytelling part of the process and just wrote in the narrative. I think it's very explicit. Not even in the voiceover either, just an action, like after a moment happens. Gary's like, I've got, I remember once I was with my friend in Blenheim, which is a small town in New Zealand, and we um, went and we, we drove some cars in a paddock we did donuts and that sort of thing yeah but we drove separate cars because we were on restricted licenses and we've uh, you know we weren't if, that idiotic yeah anyway on the way out he hit this little patch of gravel and the car flipped and Jesus. i was too far behind him to um see so i came around the corner and drove around and there was just a car <laughs> completely upside down and my oh friend my, my friend standing on top of it <laughs> and i walked i got out of the car and i walked up to him and i was like is that your car <laughs> Which is essentially the sort of level of redundancy that Carrie lends to. It's like, of course that's his car. Wait, Who, so what did, what did you do? What kind of car was it, first off? I'm trying was, to get this in my head. Like it, a kind of mental it, was like a, it was a truck. It was like a Land Cruiser. Yeah. And it, the whole passenger side got completely crushed. Wow. Had I been in it, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Wow, man, that's a fucking trip. And yeah, and the craziest thing is it's because we, like, we were going to work together in Blenheim and we were both in our restricted license, which means you can't drive with passengers. And we were like, oh, it'll be sweet. We'll just take one car. And then our parents were like, no, 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 no. You're going to take two cars. Stephen and Mary Ann 
Yeah, sure. Well done to you two. <laughs> Wherever you are, Miriam, we really appreciate what you're doing. Swinging a mess for a timber. You switched on, lady. No, Miriam has revolutionized. Miriam, I think, was the creator of the Dewey Decimal System, so she's revolutionized the way we keep and borrow books. Yeah, a Miriam did that. Not the one I'm thinking of. I'm saying amen, Rianne. A Marianne, as if it's amen. Hey, Marianne, what's your game now? Can I play? I've forgotten the tune to that. Hey, and the words. Canty baby, I play with numbers. I do like books. That's how the second verse goes. Mm, is mm. it? Um, do you know how I really don't like in this movie? I've decided. Who, the, you, who, do you say we or you? Me. I would never be pre- so presumptuous to speak for you on your behalf. And that's why that's why I love you. <laughs> you, you get me. <laughs> you get me. So it's the Danish architect whose like name it. I still don't know. Danish architect. Oh, Lawrence of Arabia is Samantha Frozeway or Lawrence of Mylabia. Yeah. It's like an old recycled joke that they put in there just in case any of their fans haven't heard that joke somewhere else before and think it's original and actually must <laughs> Hadn't you? Yeah. It's in Friends. It's is a joke it? about Phoebe's twin sister, Ursula. Mm. She's in Lawrence of Alabia. It's like they have oh, three that's right, like cause parody there's all the, porn name jokes. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she do... There's also like a Buffy one. That she, Buffy the Vampire Layer. You are good. I used to watch a lot of Friends. What was this... Do you know what the other one was out of the three? No. I'm now, there's your trivia that. question. Yeah, there's your bloody pub quiz question right there. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know about this movie, bro. Because I, um, when we got to about, uh, I think about an hour forty or so, I was like, "Oh, cool, the movie's ending." You were like, <laughs> "Nope." <laughs> and then I checked the timer, and that's the thing: is it comes boy. out. This since it's so long, it comes out like you do. You can, especially at the moment, we're fucking clipping through the opening hour, hour and a half of this film. Like yeah, it's, big time, bro. It's really <laughs> coming at pace. <laughs> It's happening, it's happening fast, it's whizzing past your eyeballs, and then it's just any movie that, that is this long, even if it's a phenomenal movie, you will feel that like sag okay. and that All right, so here's a good question. Have you seen a movie that's over two and a half hours long that you can just happily fucking sit in there, soak it in, drink it up, get it in your eyeballs and uh, your other sensory orifice The movie that comes to mind right now, it's the most recent long movie I went to in the cinema, was... I don't really, I've been to that many movies recently, but it was um, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, that was long. That whips along. This is a good, a pretty cracking pace. Yeah, okay. Good shit. Mm. Good hustle. Thanks. Yeah. Who did, what did you enjoy? Who did you enjoy? <sighs> I'm really gravitating towards Samantha. Yeah. I'm a real Samantha. <laughs> You're playing this card. You're really <laughs> going for that Samantha line early. Yeah. Big fan. It was funny because you looked at me and you were like, I can't remember your exact words. You were like, isn't Miranda great? And I'm just, I hate Miranda so much. I fucking hate her. I hate her stupid face. I don't think my exact words were, isn't Miranda great? It was words was, to those effects. No. Yeah. It was pretty close. I was enjoying her. Enjoying her angles, enjoying her story. We, we en- More than the others. It's all relative. Yeah. Well, I genuinely like Samantha. I think she's cool. And a great role model for the over 50 ladies who still like to party. Yeah. Don't let being over 50 slow you down, ladies. <laughs> you can still party with the best of them. 
and you shall row. <laughs> hey, who was the guy we noticed at the wedding who just kept popping up? We were like... Pink, pink blazer. Pink blazer, bro. How about that? Fucking dynamo of acting in the background of scenes. A real tour de force. He's, he's, scene got, a, he's got a good agent because he was in like... There were three different angles of shots during the ceremony at the at the wedding. And he was in all of them with varying degrees of focus. He was like product placement himself. He was the product. That's acting. Uh, That's Hollywood, baby. My favorite. You got to sell yourself. My favorite bit of the movie, and it doesn't reference something that's good in the movie, but just cracked me up, is when we went to Big's office after Carrie announces that she's cheated on him. And it's revealed that he works on Wall Street, like in a really high up building, so he's obviously important. He's got four screens on the wall, which is displaying what looks to me to be market information. <laughs> it's finances. It's it's you know it's stocks going up and down. It's numbers on there. He's looking. He's looking at numbers. <laughs> Yet, on his desk there is no computer whatsoever. So like, his job is just to emotionally react to what the markets do. He gets home in one of the days that exists in the movie. And he says to Carrie, Carrie's like, how was your day? He's like, oh, the market fell 100 points. Like, yeah, but you just absorb it. Like, Someone, you just look very, at that happen. There's a very wealthy man in New York who's hired big. Yeah. Specifically. Just to look to, at the numbers. To ride the emotional roller coaster without any skin in the game. Fuck, imagine, yeah, it's some like transhumanist shit right there, bro. Like the the guy who's real rich invests heaps of money in the market but he's found a way to offload all the emotional baggage <laughs> to someone else so he just becomes the perfect trader you know so like the emotion doesn't cloud his yeah, judgment yeah there's a shark out there but how would you Mr. Mr. Big I guess is emotions are just emotions are just chemicals right so if he's found some way to like take out the chemicals from his brain but they've got to go somewhere for some reason so they have to supplant them into Big's brain but he throws them up as bile <laughs> and he, he puts them into coffee pods and he sells those coffee pods to the exact oh, type like of machine cups. that Mr. Big uses, which is featured quite prominently in the apartment. Fuck. So he's drinking the bile. Yeah, which is of, the emotional employer, which ups and downs of the, the market. journey of his his investments. <laughs> Do you reckon this is how the crash happened? Because all these bigwigs got like <laughs> too separated from their feelings and they got like hyperlogical. It's everything fell apart because yeah. you need to retain a bit of what makes you human or else we have stock market crashes. You've got to keep some of those feelings in you you've and stum- out of the bile. stumbled into something massive. <laughs> this is how it happens, folks. This is how the market falls down and we all get fucked up. Do you know what I'm struggling with about this movie mm. is it's so long. Mm. I mean, yeah. I think of things <laughs> to talk about during the film and yeah. then by the time it's over I don't have the energy oh, there's no or way. excitement it's just like there's no way I'm you're just can... fatigued yeah it's like if I go for a run and when I'm running I'm like I'll do this and this and that. I'm going to become the best version of myself possible and then I arrive home and I'm exhausted and I'm like <laughs> what a crazy time that was when I was thinking all those things now I just don't want to do anything but running's good for you this isn't this is like eating a bucket it's of mental, KFC. It's, it's mental exercise. It's mental KFC. It's like eating a bucket of KFC and being like, I'm going to sleep now. You know, that's what this does. It's It reminds me of swimming in a current and the current's not, it's it's like a rip, like a really low level rip and you're just you're using all of your energy just to stay above the water for the whole thing. And the thing is with us as well, we've set such stringent rules on this fucking thing 
So we can't go on our phones. We can't like you go on email or Twitter or Facebook or anything cool God, like that. No, this is you've got to sit in that. Feeling. All we have is each other in the movie. You called this movie a spa pool last week. You've got to sit in the spa yep. week after week, based on the fact that you can get horrible diseases from a spa pool. That was what it was like, no, and also because it can boil you alive. Yeah, but I think up top when you said spa, you were like, "This is luxury." Hey, I also the movie were, I couldn't name last um, week is Lost Boys. With Corey Feldman. I do not care. Yeah, I didn't think you would. <laughs> it's of no use or interest to me. I just figured some people might later down the track they might binge listen to this season like a few people did with the last season. And there yeah, I've addressed it. Yeah, plucky young upstart bat. Mm. And I wish you nothing but the best. What would be a fun location for these gals to have gone instead of Abu Dhabi? Uh Boston. <laughs> what would the impetus be for our Sex in the City friends, our gal pals, to go to Boston? Uh, they're trying to start a vintage store slash coffee shop. Like clothing? Yeah, they're trying to revolutionize the docks. Do they have docks in Boston? You know, down at the docks? Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole movie is about the girls trying to... Um, What's it called? God, my brain's gone to mush. This movie's not good for you. You're right. Uh, like revitalize. They're trying, to, oh, they're, they're yeah. trying to gentrify the docks with coffee shops and vintage stores and they buy up a whole lot of property and all they launch is next to each other, a coffee shop, then a vintage store, then a coffee shop, then a vintage store. Who was the guy who most recently played Batman or is about to play Batman? Affleck. Ben Affleck. He should be in this movie. He is in this movie. N- no, he's neither in your imaginary one so far, nor is he in this one Don't we just tell watched. Me who is or isn't in my imaginary well, movie? Named, hasn't been made you haven't said that. Name someone. Um, Leonardo. They're in Cap- the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's how my imaginary movie works. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker. I guess she has to be. Yeah, she does. What about she's Sally ex- Jesse she's Raphael? She's expensive too. I tell you what, Sarah Jessica Parker is finished with these movies. She does not want to be in my Boston movie. You need to tell me right now if Sally Jesse Raphael yes is is in this Boston. No, no, I don't know who that is. We're calling it Boston Nightmare. Sally Jesse Raphael. I don't even know how that's in my brain because it's not a name I've heard mentioned for many years. But she was a talk show host, kind of in the Ricky Lake era of talk show hosts or talk shows rather. And she was an older woman, like from memory, she was about sort of mid fifties. I don't know what her fucking deal was, but she had like that kind of blue rinse hair, you know, that kind of old woman hair, and she had these big thick glasses. Where'd she go? You know, <laughs> like is she still around? She's probably super chill, kicking it in Jacksonville, Florida, feet up, holding a mojito, smoking a cigar, watching. Crocodile Dundee too. <laughs> there you go. Am I right? When he goes to um, New York? Wherever he goes, that's what she's watching. Do you know it's International Women's Day when we started watching the movie and then we crossed over into a day that it isn't wasn't that day in New anymore. Zealand. It had already passed. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was today. Was it yesterday? No, well, it's on the, uh, it's on the 8th of March. And the eighth, it's the tenth of March now. It was the ninth of March when we started watching the movie. Oh God, we lost an entire day and a half for this movie. <laughs> I'm so baffled by that. It's like flying back from from Los Angeles, from Los Angeles, California. 
Um, it just it bugs me that there's like there's stuff there's stuff in this movie that just get, they get, throw a little seed out and it never turns into a plant. Yeah, well, the the scattering sk- seeds. We're familiar with this. The whole fact that you never see Samantha's ex boyfriend, who's the actor again, like that feels important to me. It feels like we needed to see him again, you know? And we had ample opportunity. There was a lot of movie after we last saw him. Yeah. He, um... But this movie is not... It's not there to... It's not following the rules. It's not there to follow the rules. It's a rogue. And that guy served his device. He had to introduce the fact that Abu Dhabi existed to these four gals who are used to life in New Can York City. You- like paint a picture of where your head's at right now to me. <laughs> I want to get a, I really want to get a, a bit of a photograph of where. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're at. I'm just trying to bring any positive energy out of your body and mind right now. Yeah. I'm trying to like hold you like a flannel. Yeah, and just rinse you over the sink, and just get all of the things that you like about the movie out of you. Because uh, I need you. Yeah, and I think you need me. <laughs> and the thing is, are you secretly are you quite scared right now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Same, dude. Yeah, it's fucking scary. Don't you, see. You can't look at it in those terms. It take you got to take it on a case by case basis. Just live every moment. We don't even have that anymore. We can't no. even grab hold of that. You know, well, it's forever. Embossed on your leg. Oh yeah, I did get that one, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. If you told me to write out the Latin words that are on my tattoo, I couldn't do it. I don't know the letters. You don't need to. You've always got the reference. Yeah, that's it would true. be a waste of your brain space if you. That's what I think about tattoos. You should never have to remember what's tattooed on your body because you've always got it there as a something to check against. Memento, bitch. <laughs> it's like with exams, right? You have to learn all of this information like I understand how the concept was created and how it held for so long but now it's like you're never away from like 
anything. It, it is an outdated model. <laughs> so I'm with you on like, that. what is it doing? Yeah, it's like previously you had to, you did have to memorize shit because you know books were hard to. I don't you know, know. Do you know I get all the different ones at once? Yeah, but now we have all the different ones at once. It's called Google. I don't know how they're convincing anyone in schools that they need to learn maths. Like, I understand people who like it, but if you're not interested in maths, it's like, how can you be like, no, you need this? And it's like, no, teacher, look at what I'm holding. It's six calculators. I'm holding six different calculators. It's just crazy. Maths I can get down with because, you know, well, with any subject, really, I'm a big fan of get like a good base knowledge of of your shit. But when you start getting into... Trigonometry. Trig and stats and... <laughs> All that kind of bullshit. I still would have taken it though, like voluntarily. I think even at the time when I was a teenager. Yeah. But I guess that's because I'm kind of interested in science and things. You know? Would you have? Do you think? No. I never got down with it. Science and maths way beyond me. I'm bad at them. All of it. I'm, no. I don't <laughs> Rest think you assured. Are. All of it. I'm just like, look. I understand it's happening. I understand there's a bunch of people who are really into learning about it, learning all about it right now. Yeah. That's enough for me. Yeah, someone else has got this Someone one. else is that's someone else's battle. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm catch gonna, up on some Dudley Moore back catalog. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll fill you guys in on that later. I'm gonna gobble down as much sex in the city tour as I can possibly <laughs> fit. I'm gonna gorge myself on this truffle butter. Fucking hate that Lawrence of Arabia dude, man. Yeah, he's got the douchiest entrance. He comes in, all the girls are wearing their millionth outfit while they're sitting in the desert and being waited upon by about 20 other human beings. And I might add, he comes in on what absolutely should be a Jeep but turns out to be a Mercedes-Benz. I think it's a Land Rover in the desert. Mercedes is probably the predominant car sponsor, but I think Land Rover bought a little bit of money. I'm so sure. I, no, yeah, I saw so. a Merc label on it. And Merc no, do you, make saw it. Merc, you saw a Merc label in America at the end of the movie. But no, on his black thing. I'm going to try and pull it up while you do a little talking on how douchey his thing is. Yeah, so the girls are all just hanging out in the desert being waited on hand and foot and this guy shows up out of nowhere like an obnoxious asshole standing on the passenger seat of what is either a Land Rover or a Mercedes. He rocks right up to the four of them, leans out of the car and goes, I can't even remember what he says, Land Rover. I just hit that yeah. first try, bro. Dude, I just picked the, a random moment in the timeline. What's happened here is Tom has clicked directly onto the moment. And more you are it, correct, so well done, over. but a little bit well yeah, done to me as well. I'm as proud of you as I can be. That's that's insane, bro. I just fucking hit that shit. So Danish architect comes in and says, blah, blah, blah. He says, I'm sorry for interrupting your fun, ladies. I can't remember what he says after that. He pretty much says, I'm sorry for interrupting your fun, ladies. Oh, no, that's right. And then he... he Grabs the attention of um, Carrie's man Cervante. Oh yeah, yeah. And says, "Can you please tell the hotel that I'll be uh, one or two hours late this evening? Uh, who can be bothered with business meetings? Boring business meetings. When we have the sand dunes and sunset, and then fucks off. <laughs> what a cock! <laughs> yeah, he he comes in like a total dingus and leaves like a total dingbat. He's a bloody ding dong asshole. But Samantha's all about him." Yeah. He is the object of Samantha's well, affection. The, this is the other thing which bothered you in the movie is because they introduced the fact that there's several rugby teams staying at the hotel. Mm. Samantha obviously needs a love interest for the sake of the film. Yes. And uh, you're like, nothing comes of this. And yeah. I, I described it as a red herring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rugby teams being there, I don't think, meets the criteria of a red herring. 
That's misleading though, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, I bet you Samantha's going to get with one of those rugby players and then it never happens. It's a red, classic red herring. Well, a red herring for me is more like if there's a mystery. Like, okay, so someone's died or that's probably too classic an example, but say... Um, no, there's, say there's been a murder and you find someone who you think is the suspect and then it turns out yeah, they're not yeah, a suspect. Yeah, exactly. There's like some... the quintessential red herring. But I was trying to think a little more outside the box. Say someone gave um, Miranda herpes but it's not her husband and then you think it's one of the rugby teams because there's a suggestion that they fucked in the hotel when we weren't watching you know off camera um but then it turns out it was big and carrie's husband cheated on her with miranda that's, i don't think that's a red herring that's just like an insane like it's real, bad love triangle it's a big disaster for everyone involved yeah but i don't i think you're right i mean I was just trying to buff up a buff up the my 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 hearing into a red hearing just for you, and you just shut it down. You just no, that's not a red hearing. Fuck this. It's a dead bird. Um, does the seeing the movie twice now make you want to see some of the TV show? Because I know that you haven't seen any of it, have you? No. I um, I'm just gonna. You're go, happy. I'm You're in gonna, a good place. I know the TV show is meant to be good. I'm just gonna rock the house with this movie for a year. I mean. <laughs> someday when I need to go through like therapy or something with the movie I'll probably watch it then but for now I don't need any more sex in the city of my life even if it is a good one yeah I hear you there's so much other stuff that you can do with your time that isn't watching this movie you could bake two cakes in the time it takes to watch this movie <laughs> you could run I reckon 15k in the time okay. that it takes to watch this well, movie. To which I say this. Yes. What does it say about us? That those options are available, but we don't have the motivation or like perseverance or like we don't do that. The wherewithal. That's right. But instead, what we do have the commitment to do is is this. I I don't have a rebuttal for that. <laughs> there's not there's that's just a bad fact about us. I guess it spawns from the fact that the reason we're locked into this is because someone thinks it's a funny thing to listen to. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to listen to a podcast where two fuckwits go, <laughs> we're going to run 15K and then do a podcast after it. What? Who wants to... I am like, I would punch myself in the face if that was an idea for a podcast that I came up with. I would hit myself <laughs> in the face, Monty. Full do fucking you know, noise. You know the thing is, I would definitely listen to it just you alone your podcast <laughs> well that's a different thing so again. every week what happens is you say the thing that you could be doing instead of watching Sex and Z2 and then you actually have to go out and do that thing and then you record a podcast about that experience that's interesting uh, when when would I do that in addition to Sex and the City 2 I'm not 2? suggesting you actually pursue the idea but I'm saying if, if I did uh, I'm definitely doing it by the way uh, I'm definitely not <laughs> I I don't know if you yeah you'd have to do it so each week you'd have to watch this and also for 2020 whatever minutes you'd have Jesus. to go and okay well that would surely end my relationship <laughs> <laughs> then it's really it's my whole life's over at that point halfway through this movie when Tim, would I get to the halfway bank halfway through this movie Tim turned to me in earnest <laughs> with a, like a terrified devilish grin on his face and said this movie's gonna ruin our relationships bro <laughs> and sort of I think it's true though we both started laughing maniacally because it was a, a terrifying truth. Yeah. Is it? 
It's not just affecting our sky. That's what we got to remember about this little venture. No, you see, you got to shut out all that external <laughs> stuff. It's you and me against the world, Tim. We got a whole. This is drug addict talk. This is what you're talking like a drug addict. I'm not a drug addict. I just need you right now. We just need a couple <laughs> more hits. I'm jonesing for some sex in the city too. We just got to get through this. Did I give a shining light? Have I given a shining Neither light? Neither of us have. It's a, I, I fucking. I said something, oh, this doesn't really count as a shining light, but I'll say it anyway because I said it in the middle of the film. We were like talking about the colours that were on screen and shit and it occurred to me that the person who colour graded this movie either did an amazing job or a fucking atrocious job, but I'm not sure which of those two things because everything's just so big and looks like a toy, like a dollhouse. Yeah. So uh, saturated and vivid. Does anyone know if the movie... Not the movie. If the movie real, is this real? No, if the <laughs> hotel that the girls stay at when they first arrive in Abu Dhabi, is that a real hotel? Yeah, in additional to that, does anyone care? <laughs> <laughs> You're a real son of a bitch, Tim <laughs> Fat. Uh, uh, my shining light in response Oh, to you do have one. Well... You minx. Uh, my shining light was... Fuck. Oh, the chemistry between Carrie and her two love interests. Aiden and John. Yeah, really good. There were moments of authenticity, I thought, and that probably comes from all the all the acting they've done against each other in, in the TV show. And it's nice to see a bit of, a bit of quality slip through the net. <laughs> quality fish slip through the net into this... <laughs> <laughs> this sludge sneaked a base slipped through the net and um, scored a touchdown <laughs> as it were hit a, a hit a bloody slam dunk and it bloody I'll tell you what it hit knocked, a slam dunk for par bro yeah and it, it knocked the football right near the wickets and out of the park into the frying pan <laughs> this is Guy Montgomery saying fuck <laughs> this um, so my shining light was when Samantha gets kind of cornered by all the men and it, her bag gets kind of snatched off her it breaks and it falls to the ground and all these condoms fall out when she's in the middle of a marketplace in downtown Abu Dhabi and she just starts busting the fingers to everyone she starts flipping the bird to all the dudes and saying bite me to everyone and she waves the condoms at them like a crazy person just saying I fuck I have sex she humps the air very aggressive I like it it's a power play it appeals to me <laughs> I reckon that is it. When she's pulling the fingers, I think it's funny. I just think pulling the fingers in general is funny, but everything preceding that, I'm just sort of like, this movie is having an absolute meltdown. <laughs> like, it's been like slowly melting, but now it's just like absolutely a flaming mess. When you light a um, chip packet on fire, <laughs> you know old potato chip packets you get in your school lunch, like those little snack sized ones? Mm. Yeah. They'll light on fire, and for a while they'll just be on fire very briefly, and then the plastic will start deforming. And before you know it, you've just got a puddle of Hot disgusting goo. Yeah, that's this movie. <laughs> it starts as a potato chip packet on fire briefly, and no, then it starts then deforming. Even, a potato chip packet full of potato chips. Oh my! What's that? A delicious packet of potato chips. I'll have one. Hey, quick shout out. We don't normally do this on the podcast, but quick shout out to Benny the Bull. 
um, oh. Guy and I just stumbled across the five-minute montage cut-up. I say stumble across. I think it was on Reddit of uh, of of his. He's the mascot for the yeah, Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Bulls. It's the 2013-2014 highlights. It's about a five-minute video, and it is absolute fucking it's, dynamite. It is, it is unreal. The talent. It would be smarter for you to watch that video how many times, like, <laughs> I don't know. I have uh, 12 an hour so 24 and 24 and another 4 no, 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 28, 28 28 times times consecutively it would be a better idea to watch that than watch this it'd be easier yeah it'd be easier bro I would enjoy it I'd eat it up <laughs> 28 times num 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 have at me well the good news is Tim mm. we're a week 50, away 50 more times fuck my fuck fuck my fuck that is, oh, all right, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks for joining us. Come on. Give me a high five. I, can't, it, I can barely muster it. Another week of not watching this until we watch it. Guy, I don't feel good about this one. It's really, what are you going to do? Don't know, man. There's the situ. Come on, baby. Come on, baby, it's my birthday. <laughs> no, it's not, and it's not the rule. <laughs> Do you know what line I cracked up at the other day? Which is such a ludicrous line. <laughs> and Chris Klein sells it really well. <laughs> it's an American buy when he's trying to get um, a blowjob from Mina Savari, and he says, suck me, beautiful. <laughs> that is insane. Chris Klein, you are out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> And on that delightful and sexually charged note, um, we'll catch you next week, folks. Think of us often. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. 